Sound job. Hello, and you are welcome to the RF podcast. It is the 29th of November. It's just gone quarter past seven here in the top floor of RF Towers. And tonight's special pod, just myself and coach of Ballina Mayo County Champions, Aina Casey. Aina, how are you? How's things? All right. Good yeah. now. Yeah, not bad. How is uh, how is the dust settling after you could describe a very successful campaign getting Ballina Stephen Lights over the line? You must have been chuffed to, to get there. I know you were there yourself as a player and it took it took this team a while and a bit of work put into it. Yeah, a fair bit of work went into it, all right, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been coaching with them for three years, so it was the end of, like, kind of that journey. Um, completely different to when I was playing, like, in terms of the level of detail and just a group of players, you know, like, it's, they hadn't really achieved a whole lot up to that. Um Few Sweeney Cups, you can't you can't dispel that now. In fairness, three Sweeney Cups in a row or something. I mean, I think it was a four or five in a row. But uh, they were they were yeah, the kingpins yeah, yeah. of the of the Sweeney Cup. In fairness, there at one stage, but uh, yeah. they, they were they were skirting close. You know, the couple of semi finals, they were getting there. There was a progress. They were they you know at one stage they were Division Two and relegation candidates back in. Uh, was it 12, 13, maybe. 12, 13, yeah, yeah. Um, even like we'll say when I was finishing up playing, I, I remember playing in a relegation. Like we got down to last game of relegation playoffs. Yeah. Uh, against Kiltane. We oh, won that it, in. In that more. Was that more, yeah. I was at yeah. it. I was yeah. at it. So it, it, it was it, a it, nasty place. It was a slide. It was an eventual slide, though. Do you think it was because of, you know, it's very hard to shift a winning team and if team age is a bit of you've seen a lot of clubs, you think there was a bit of that in it or was it just that they had a wave of players and maybe their eye off the ball for a couple of years? Oh, definitely. That, that The latter is the case. Like, I think anyone in the club will admit that. it's It was a case of we had a very successful football team. Like, obviously, they won in All-Ireland. So, you know, kind of heralded as, heralded as um, kingpins in the club and the underage structure was completely neglected. And... That's it was that was the crux of it, really. You know, um, it was amazing. We kind of avoided it in a way, but um, yeah, we kind of realized at that stage something needed to be done, and, and there had to be investment in the underage structure, and thankfully it paid off. What in 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 a nutshell is when you talk about investment in in underage structure? What's the what's the nuts and bolts of of you know? And there's lots of clubs and sure they're out there. Love to hear this, but. What is the main things you want to be looking out for when, in terms of underage structure? I think, like, you see, it's tricky. It's not a, it's not a cookie-cutter solution, do you know what I mean? I, I think it's very case-sensitive to lots of different clubs, but in our situation, anyway, it was the fact that the really, really young kids had lost a sense of identity with the club. They'd lost connection with the club. And we had to kind of fix that connection for a start, so bringing them back up to the place and making the place more identifiable for them. And then obviously trying to raise or kind of standardize the quality of coaching to get, you know, more, keep that net wide at the bottom and keep, and get more players progressing through the different age groups. And I think like through that process, it was nearly like a working process. Like through that process, we started to identify key stages of like, where play, players would fall away and we'd lose players, you know, hmm. and trying to put that right, you know, and, and then eventually like the pathway would end up assimilating into the senior team. And, you know, we had to give the young fellas like a picture of what the end of this journey looks like. 
you, you don't, uh, not every young fella that comes up there is like a Torah or a, a jerk half. So the, yeah. the guys, like the journeymen need to see, well, do you know, I, I, that dude over there, I, I could be him in, in five years time. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that, that was kind of it. And you had, there was a good minor team coming through at, at one stage as well, wasn't there? There was Shawnee Regan, Keith Tiggs, Brackett. They were county champions at one stage. Was that a, a big part of that team? They were, yeah. They were double county champions, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember the time. That would have been a spine of the team, I think, for sure, yeah. But then, you see, they lost an under-21 title, Claire Morris. So, uh, like, after a replay or something. And that's kind of your first taste of senior-ish football, isn't it? Yeah. It's considered so, senior. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, like, I don't know what, it's kind of maybe nearly a diluted competition now because I feel like if you look at the age profile of players, it's getting younger and younger all the time hmm. uh, in, in senior ranks. So, I mean, yeah, that, that might have kind of hobbled them a little bit. Like, uh, there's fellas on that senior team, you know, that have, David Clark has three county minor medals. Fred has three county minor, uh, Fred Queen and, I think there's a handful of guys with three. So they played the first year, last year under 16, minor, minor, following year. Um, but that's an age and a half ago. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it it does move on and the sort of things go through the cracks and so on. I actually, someone sent me a clip on WhatsApp of a Cumla Mulskill final with David Clark making a save and goal. I'll actually share it on the page. I keep forgetting to pull it up, but I'll try and find yeah. out more details on it. was some county final that Ballinara at stage and Clark looks exactly the same as he does now. He's the same and, big frame and the legs are out and it's it's, it's actually a very good clip. I must share it. But anyway, back, to, back to yourself, Aina. Uh, Bunny Conlon, three years, got them through quarter final. Uh, I think I met you one day down there below in Swinford. It was early stages of the, the RF podcast. Uh, I came up to you and talked to you and, and as soon as I said uh, RF... You switched on straight away into uh, into coach mode again. Um, how was that <laughs> yeah. time out there? It's supposed to help you. Your coaching, uh, we'll say your coaching career. Where was it before that, Bunny Collin? Did you work with underage or how did it work? I yeah, only had just done a few bits and pieces with underage and Ballinat, and I had yeah. been working with the development squads as well. And that's that's a nice standard of coaching development squads, but it isn't growing men. Do you know what I mean? Um. So, so yeah, like I really fond memories of, of my time, Bunny Con. And like we were unlucky my first year out there, I think basically two or three hops of a ball, and we would have been in a, a, a county quarterfinal as well. We got out of yeah. the group. But I, I was shocked to hear when I went out there that they'd never gotten out of a group since like the re- restructuring of the, of the championship. Because yeah. there was loads of talent out there. Like it, was, it wasn't a case that oh, well, we don't really have the players or whatever. It was just like maybe it was just a mental block or something. Um, so it was a huge breakthrough getting to we got out of the group the, the famous Swinford Bunny Conlon uh, saga yeah <laughs> it's back next year as you hear they're already put into the same group yeah yeah there you go so yeah no so, so yeah so we got we got to got to quarter final got a bit of a lesson from um, Holly Mount Cara Moore and uh, yeah I, I thought I'd love to think that they would have kicked on then after that because like I said there was they won a they won a, a county title under twenty one that year as well. It was uh, I know there was way down the divisions now, but still like county title is a county title, and they had like good young talent coming through. Um, but who knows what happens, you know, in any yeah. situation. Yeah, it set you up nicely though to get into Ballinat. You know, you had the experience dealing with men wasn't too far away. You know, you probably knew a lot of the Ballinat players anyway, but you had that experience of maybe dealing with adult competition or adult tr- training teams and so on. So how did that transition yeah. go into Ballina? How did it go for you? Or how did you end up in back in Ballina? Or... 
<laughs> well, I didn't have electric fences to be worried about anyway. <laughs> I remember down in the show field, show field, we were training one night. I didn't, like, I'm, I'm town born and bred, like, you know, I know nothing about that. So I was getting a ball one night or something, and I was reaching out over a wire, and I thought I was after losing my arm. I was like, bang, <laughs> what's after happening? And they all started laughing. Oh, look at the Tony book, got the shot of the... <laughs> The shot of the electric fence. So that was an eye opener. As long as you didn't piss um, on it, you know, that's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wasn't going to chat yeah. that after the oh. shot I got an arm. No, yeah, no. The, the Stevenites approached me and asked me would I be interested, and they hadn't really kind of fastened down on a manager yet. And like, it's always, it's always like an attractive role to take with your, with your, with your own, like your home club that you would have played with and stuff. It was a little bit awkward for me because I always think it's kind of weird when you're coaching guys that you played with. Mm. Uh, it's strange to kind of, because it's a very different res- responsibility and, and role that you have. But uh, yeah, I jumped at it. No, I think then they they were kind of looking for a manager. I think Niall Heffernan came through then after me. But I, I kind of was on board regardless. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm not a manager. Like I hate, I hate the idea of trying to manage Grown, grown men it's just not my my I just tried like to stay in my lanes you know what I mean yeah yeah um, well there's a big difference now especially at the top level between like a lot of people say coaching and managing that like, it's a completely different ball game you know you have responsibility as a manager to be over the whole thing but coaching is kind of your own niche with a bit of input from the boss yeah 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 for sure but yeah no like Balna was like I just keep, they're very, very different settings. You know, like, Balna is very demanding in terms of, like, positively demanding in terms of, like, what the players expect of you. Like, you know, could we do something around X, Y, and Z? And I, I then discussed a few bits and pieces with them of how we could cover that. And and they go, oh, yeah, maybe that might work or might, we might tweak that. And the the, the input from Balna players are seem to, be, they seem to be a little bit more vocal in a positive sense. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to Bunny were, like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Let's go with yeah. it. Like, really kind of acquiescing quick, you know. Um, who so, who yeah, are the main very, guys that talked maybe about that? Uh, well, you know, you you wouldn't be... If you if I asked you to guess, you wouldn't be a million miles wide of the mark, you know. Um, Jerk Half is like a born, uh, born leader, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really loves the level of detail. Uh, Clarky is another man, you know. He'll, he'll come to me like and he'll go, do you know that thing we did there the other week? Could we um, maybe incorporate something into that there? I have an idea on it and he'll shoot it to me. And I go, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And he goes, only, only if you want now. Like, you're, you know, you're, you're taking <laughs> sessions. I'm like, yeah, I know what's happening here. Yeah. Um, Porik then, Porik Ahura loves like chaos. Because his point is like, all right, well, you go out and play for game football and anything can happen. You can get your head taken off. Anything can happen. And we come to training and, and it's so structured and so sanitized. And it's like, can we not just make it a little bit more chaotic so we can learn how to deal with this chaos in the heat of battle? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, that shows, um, I think that shows um, just the type of characters, the different type of characters. You made the Jerk Half Park era are completely different, but yet yeah, they still have to play together. I think it was, is that hard to keep all these guys sort of on the on the same wavelength or, on the same, or occupied maybe? I suppose one way to look at that and what I found anyway is the really, really highly ambitious guys, really high achieving fellas are all the way, no matter what they say to you, you know that their motivation is for the team. Mm. They want they want the team to do better. And that, like, so when you have, a guy, if you're standing in front of a guy and he's saying something to you and you're wondering, is this guy being a bit selfish here? 
you start second guessing. I never had to do that in Ballina. Like I was going, gee, okay, I know what the motivation of everyone is here. And maybe they might be right, they might be wrong. I might be right, I might be wrong. But I know that everyone's trying to make the team better. And that was really mm. comforting. And the guys who were vocal on it, you know, you know that that's where the comfort The right reasons. And it, it, wasn't, be, it wasn't their own yeah. selfish reasons. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 for sure. That The best guys are always that way as far as I can make out. Yeah, and uh, you're lucky you had a, you had a good group of them in Ballina. Um, your mm. first year, you probably had an idea how the boys were playing. Was there much of a change from the team in year one to year three? Was there... How many, or you know, did you have? You had the same core bar, a few young fellas, you added extras. Was there much of a change? Well, that's the key thing there, the, the young fellas. Like, we were really lucky to have an influx of really, really good young fellas. Mm. Like, so so the first year I came along, we would have given debuts to Dylan Thornton, Sam Callan, and Kieran Boland. Frank Irwin only played one game the previous year under, under Nobby and Enda, so... You could say he was really kind of getting started in that way as well. Um, so they're four unbelievable young fellas. Mm. Then the second year, Niall Feeney really kicked on. And we got Brendan Collins, again, an exceptional young fella. And then a few kind of journeymen started to arrive and they got really heavy minutes in the league, like the likes of Luke Jordan and um, Aidan McCann, uh, Niall Tracy, uh, Kieran Tracy's younger brother. Yeah. And then, obviously, the third year, the, the, the missing link himself, Luke Feeney, came on board. So every year we got, like, really, really, nearly, not I won't say finished product, but felt really coachable young fellas. And you were, that, you, that was you, Yeah, you were taking someone, maybe, you were taking, maybe, you were looking in a way that you were taking probably a weaker player or lesser strength player out of the team and adding a bit more quality. And every time you've done that, you've done that three or four times, it really changes the shape of the team for you. Yeah. Well, as well as that, fellas are worried about losing their spot. Like, and obviously, yeah, them yeah, fellas are going to start playing. Yeah, for sure. You need that, I think, in a team. Did your did your idea or your game plans much change from, we'd say, your first couple of league games when you had a fair idea how the team was going or what you were trying to do compared to, say, the county final in terms of like the overall structure of your game plan? Or was it uh, ad hoc for the opposition as it further went in? Further went in? I mean... <sighs> You say game plan, like, I think if, you, if you're kind of well-functioning as a team, you're going to be set up to react to whatever is thrown in front of you. And, like, that, that really is handing responsibility over the players. I would have noticed, like, we'll say, so, so I think it was down to my accountability. Like, the first year I came in, I would have taken responsibility. I, I post a session plan the day of training. So everyone knew what was happening and why we were doing it. And that's great in a way. But when you start getting used to what's coming, and you can't prepare yourself for a curveball, it, it can be tricky. Yeah. So that I rolled back from that a little bit. Then I said, you can't be telling them everything that's happening. You know, like you have to get the odd kind of shock. Um, so I suppose the evolution from, we'll say, the first year to the third year would be a lot more player ownership. They got more, a lot more vocal. They would have been re- able to react to certain situations that would have been happening in front of them. There would have been game scenarios we'd went through in training. Like, you're two points up, seven minutes, two points down, seven minutes to go and a genuine A versus B situation. So you've been in the, in the trenches, even, you know, in your mind. Um, little things like that. But obviously, yeah, you work on game structure and you work on like attack play, defensive play, you work on transition play. But we didn't look to kind of set up any which way, really. It was just go out and play what's in front of you, really, and, and yeah. use whatever you need to do that. Is that that's a skill in itself, though, isn't it? 
Like you, oh, know, yeah. you know, they're all about defensive and attack and whatever else and these mindsets. But it, it's 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 the leaf out the pork O'Hara thing of a bit of chaos, and you learn how to cope the more you're exposed to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Like if if you think about it, right? There were if you cast your mind back to the county final. The thing that the issue I had with the county final is like it seemed like that the idea that it was such a negative game and defensive game was was out there in the ether. But there was certain turning points. Like we dropped a couple short in the first half. Um, now the game, first of all, the game was delayed by I think six or seven minutes because the junior final was was a bit of an overrun. So that's going to affect a predominantly young team. Like there were, there were I don't know what the average age of the team is, but there was a lot of twenty twenty. 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds in that team. Those two nervous and again, teams. Yeah. Yeah. That's what really what it looked like to me. Yeah. Um, so we dropped a few balls in keeper's hands. There was one, we had two or three goal chances in the second half. But there was one turning point for me where it was down to like an unbelievable feat of just one man um, exhibiting some skill. High ball over the top. I think it was Edo hit the ball. It was Edo or Maddie Ruan hit a high ball over the top. And I think it might have been Tommy Riley. But it was just Niall Feeney and Tommy Riley one on one, and Niall Feeney had dropped back into the pocket, and he caught the ball over his head. Oh yeah, and had had the good sense to mark it. If that ball had gone over the head, I think we were a point up at the time. That goal went in, facing Brafey down the stretch, two points down is a different game than being two or three points up. So that changes everything. Um, yeah. And they're the little things, kind of. I remember, like if he's not able to execute that skill, we're goosed. Yeah, you know there what? was a, you. You were lucky in a lot of sense. There was a lot of, was a lot of poor shooting from Brafey too. I remember the Conor O'Shea free. It just didn't seem to be there today, and he seemed to have done enough. Um, there was a free or two there at the end, and then for Brafey as well. But he he did seem to play. He had more chances, had you? What was the What was the numbers think, in that game? Uh, I'm not sure what the numbers like. I don't think they were great, to be honest. Like we yeah. we we would like obviously take stats like anyone else, but yeah, maybe the way we were taking the stats were skewed because. If you drop a ball into the keeper's hand, it's not a wide, it's a turnover. Yeah. And it's we all know that it's it's not the same like a turnover in the middle of the park is not the same thing as a turnover into the keeper's hands. It's ten um, times worse. So maybe we didn't Yeah, it is psychologically, you know, psychologically, yeah. You're scrambling like, then, do you know what I mean? A, pe- a penalty save, a penalty save goes down as a save, but like it's worth a point. It's always worth a point to the other team to save a penalty. You always see that lift and get up the field and probably will get a score. No, you know, for sure. Five, five or six yeah. times out of ten. There's a lot of a lot of negativity this year in general. I'm not pointing at Ballina or Brafey, but I, it's 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 over the entire senior championship. Um, just happened to be the G tour at the at the at the at the at the yeah. very end, and probably got the brunt when there was such a such a, you know, it was a dour enough game. Uh, there's 31 games in the senior championship this year, um, and there was 36 goals. It was 31 games last year and it was 62 goals. Half the amount of goals. Is that is that thirst for goals fueling maybe people's negativity that they want to see a bit more scoring? Is that where it's coming from? Or is it just a general is it a general um microscope on Mayo football at the moment? Is there a general negativity around it at the moment anyway? Yeah. I, I suppose to your first point, like general negativity, it's fine voice in that negativity, like, but I'd be very much of the mind what so what do the people in coaching want to do about it? And the answer isn't quick and it's not, it's simple, but it's not easy. Like that needs to be worked out over time. Like if, if you think that 
people or fellas are struggling with their skill level, you have to look down at your underage structure and create like environments where that skill level can be absolutely maximized. And you only have to look to Currafin in that Connacht semi-final that we played them in to see the difference between a really, really good team and an excellent team. Um, I think I think fellas learn, you know, as well from previous experiences. Like we lost a great game in, in the county final last year against Westport. Really open game, really exciting. Goals, it had everything. But we lost it. Yeah, not the fuck shit, like. No, no, like I'm saying, no. like so, like so, and and whether whatever I do on the training field, the fellas are going to remember that. They don't want to lose. Currafin are not above switching their game plan. I remember a couple of years ago they played Montpellier Moilat in the county final, a really open game. They drew it. They came back, I think, the following week or two weeks later, and they played thirteen behind the football because they want to win. They're winners. They can yeah. adjust what they're doing, and they're your they're your flagship, you know. So if you've only one way of playing, you're you're goose. People know what you're doing and they can work it out. So, like that, I, I wouldn't read too much into that. Right, you can say that, but like we have the, the top scorer in the Mayo County Championship. We have, I think, Frank Irwin is in the top five as well somewhere, and we're the top scoring team in the County Championship. So I don't know how much more we can do to like. I think the fi- the, the the fact that there's a couple of drop shots early on. And yeah. it added tension to the game. It added a bit of pressure, and it just turned into a game where it didn't matter if you won if you won two points to one. I think that added to it. Like it's just unfortunate that there's yeah. probably a lot more games this year. Um, overall, the clubs were like I didn't see too much senior championship. Like I didn't wasn't too um on the senior championships. A lot of junior, a lot of intermediate games just happened to get them, but it was the only game we got to the senior. But the general thing, the criticism around was that there maybe there wasn't as much, uh, there wasn't as much risk being taken. That's probably the main thing, is it? Is it risk, risk well, averse? See, I don't know if it's even that. I, I think right. What would be the fundamental difference between intermediate and senior? I'd say, well, yeah. What What would you say that it is if you had to say? Uh, who's interfering here? Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would be the difference between? Intermediate and senior application. I think it's it's the, the there seems to be a lot more holding on on the ball, and the skill set is a bit higher, and it's waiting yeah. for the other team to make a mistake rather than just go down the field and score or try and score. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly what you say. So application, right? Mm. So in general, everyone that's on a senior team is going to be of a certain level of essence and and conditioning fitness. So if you're saying application of skill level. That setup and that tackle is one of those skill skill areas that you can. We'll say like an average journeyman senior player will be able to apply himself to and be very effective in the system, and they've no problem getting up and down a pitch twenty times if that if that's what's take that's what it needs. So if you're going out against that and you're playing as an offensive system, people will be moaning and groaning about the ball going over and back and over and back. But what's actually happening there is like you might have to go over and back to set something up on the third phase or fourth phase mm. to pull someone out of shape or to do something that will affect an offensive chance that you might get. If you go up and you're too off the cuff and you, you do what everyone wants you to do, it's bang, 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 kick the ball in, give it away. Yeah. And that's exciting, but the quality is, is not good. Like, so Yeah, but you can see why these people, you can, you can understand why um, there's, certain, there's, certain, uh, there's a certain air out there that like, oh, we want to be entertained. Like, what's the... What's the, I'll give you two questions, Aina, right? 
Short term, okay. how do we fix it? Long term, what's the plan? Or do we need to fix it? Or like, what's the? What are you thinking? Like, you I must mean, be happy. You mustn't give two shits in a sense that you hear people criticize, but you're like, yeah, we had to win the county title. We're not going to be worrying about aesthetics yet, or it's it's about getting over the line. Surely, first time in a team. Yeah, I mean, well, aesthetically, we were very pleasing at certain stages during the year. It just did happen that we weren't in the highest profile one, and yeah. You know, the point was made to me. I, I was moaning and groaning. I said, geez, it was a bad game, you know, or whatever it was after the game. But people were saying to me, you know what? No one will remember that in 10 years' time. Um, so that's kind of one point. They might go, oh, that was the low scoring game. And that's kind of one issue. But like, at the, you're right. It, the, the, these games are high-pressure situations and there's, there's high-level risk been taken in the, inside in the middle of the field. And I think we went toe to toe with the best of them this year and, and happened to come out on top. Um, but things can't have deteriorated that much skill-wise in a year. Yeah. It might be just like, a, a, you know, an anomaly, like a trend of, of something or other that, that just has happened in a year. On the other hand, right, you asked me about long-term there. I think the answer long-term is the clubs taking things into their own hand a lot of really, really great practices happen in a lot of clubs in Mayo. And it maybe it's not a coincidence. Like, you know, we'll say you're not Moors, you're Westport. I know your Castle Bars are doing it. Um, we're, we've our finger on the pulse. Um, Charleston are on the up. Uh, and Tober, like, maxed out what they could do for years and years and years. It's like, go down, look at your underage structure and try and get some sort of a system where you have as many players of high, as high a quality as possible moving into your adult game and then you can get guys to buy in and strength and condition and 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 like how how well they're able to get up up and down the pitch but if they reach senior level and they're good enough to get on your senior team and they're lacking in the fundamental skills they are absolutely going to get found out yeah, yeah. like that's that's what happened us the last day like i mean it was it was i think i was telling you there Curfin made no unforced error not one unforced error in the game um, they, they scored six, 14 from 16 from play. Their, their tackling was phenomenal. Every single player from one right the way up to 15 and anyone that came on were fundamentally solid. solid. And it, like, you, could, you can do all your rule changes and all that if you want, but really that's what it comes down to. A fundamentally sound team. The fundamentally better team usually wins. You Culture, know? big part too in it. You're going to have these young lads. I think John, with John Riley on the week or two weeks before on the pod and he came he had a phrase, I think he took it off the all blacks. No dickheads. Um it, that has to be in with underage too, you know, that the culture has to be there, that the work has to be done. And there's no shortcut. Yeah. The, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's a part I, I think, think a lot of people forget. Um you know, I, I think I think I heard O'Gara on about it the other day there. I saw uh, an interview on Twitter. He said, get the best people in the building and then work on their competence. You know, like yeah. get the most coachable people around you. And then you'll get somewhere. You you mentioned yeah. there as well about an average player that that works really hard and has a basic skill set to do well at uh, at senior club level, or he can fit into a system. You know, he can get up and down the field. He can fill certain roles. I think was it Sean Quigley even said it. It's crept into the intermediate. It's or crept into the inter county game now. That at certain level, that there's average players now that are playing that never would have made the team 10, 15 years ago. It's it's crept up yeah. to that level now, or as it crept down, don't you know? It's, 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 it's difficult to know. You're going. You're always going to have a few physical freaks. 
Mm. You know, they can just do something physically that someone else can't do. And that's a huge advantage in, in, in these, like you're, you, Tommy Conroy, like no one ever coached him to be that quick. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, but he's just blistering, lightning, lightning. And that brings its own problems. Like you could argue that those guys are a little bit more injury prone than, you know, your, your sore guys. But I think, yeah, a, re- a really s- strong, solid journeyman that just applies himself to his game can function at a really, really high level. You know, we can think about them right the way across the, the inter-county game. <laughs> we, we can... Uh, who do you see? Uh, do you see many of the lads on the Ballinat team stepping up into the Mayo section now? Or what? what what's the... Is, is there anyone involved now? With the training? Cross? I don't... I don't know, actually. I, I know the guys that were there last... I, I know Sam is involved. I'm pretty sure Forrick is involved. But I don't know about anyone else. Yeah. Um, like you're talking about guys that are highly, highly coachable and high, and like, you know, th- get the best guys in the building and that all blacks philosophy. Honestly, to a man in that Balanas setup, it, it would have been, it would be very, very like that. Like, you know, that everyone was kind of bought in. So if anyone is going to maximize whatever talent, physical talent they have, it'll be kind of the more, the more able crew in that. I know there'd be a few f- fellas there like that would consider themselves highly, highly ambitious and want to get a crack at that. I, Imagine um, down the line, young Thornton is looking at that maybe. Um, I know Connor has ambition around that, Connor McStay. Who's, who knows? Like, I'm sure Kieran Bowl, I'm sure they all do. Like, who wouldn't want to play for me? Yeah. Do you know when you yeah. look at it? Yeah, no, it's no. good. It's good. And yourself, look at what was the biggest after three years so far with Ballon, I'm not sure what the future holds. What's the biggest take for you? Um with, with dealing with one of the top teams in the county what have you learned most or what's the one thing you wish you knew when you went in the day first day with Stephen Knights coaching I wish I wish I got my head around using them as a resource quicker I went in with the idea I have to fix everything here and I'm going to go in and I'm going to control everything and I'm going to this I'm going to that and they will, they will I won't be found out for, for being um, um, a spoofer like you know yeah. but that's not the really really the way it works like you need you need to give the players, as far as I can see in coaching, autonomy into what's going on. And and then you can kind of develop a training session that's really, really like challenging. Like the players want to be ambitious players want to be challenged. Do you know? Yeah. And if they're involved in that level of challenge, then it's it's only going to be more purposeful. I, I wish I didn't go in the first year or two thinking, so all right, lads, I have it. I'll have it. Yeah, I'll fix it. Did you, you do know. much? Was there much, you know, like after when you got on the league camp, league runs and stuff, and then when you championship, was there much tinkering or changing every week between games, or were you working on specific, specific things that you were weak on the week before, or you know, had you a certain idea right? Yeah, we need to work a little bit on that. All right, granted, we've made mistakes there, but was it a was it, was there much with change in training in terms of skills based sessions? Was it was it a tactical? Was there much? I'm going to try to say it. Was there much moving about between championship games? Because they had the two week period. Yeah. This year was the first time where we had game yeah. rest week on train a game again. It was a good. Like, how did you manage that? That was great. I have to say, no, that was really, yeah. really good. Yeah, all, all that when we got into the throes of what we were doing in championship, like we had a couple of overriding principles that we could apply across the board. Like we defensive uh, transition and attacking principles. But in general, if there was something that we needed to focus down to, like the amount of analysis that goes on, like behind the scenes, like it's watching games three, four, five, six times, 
taking clips out of it, sending clips out to players. This is what we're looking at. This is something we can tweak here. And then your entire focus is that around your sessions for the coming time. So you might want, like the, the game, the, tra- the session before championship is going to be, you know, nearly nothing. You can't push yeah. them that hard. You're going to be Slow. a day or two out. Yeah. Yeah. But the work will be done. In there. The work, majority of the work might be done. Which should be done. You'd yeah. be hoping for. How many hours a week do you think you put into it? Like, Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, good question. Well, at the latter stage, mm. oh man, it was a case of, I was at it in school at break time. I was at it, well, I got five, ten, 10 or 15 minutes after school. I was at it hours here in the evening when I came home. I, I couldn't even count. I'd say mental, mental stuff. Were you a, are you a primary school you know? teacher, Anna? Yeah, I am, yeah. yeah, where, are you, yeah. where are you teaching? Controversial. Oh, <laughs> so, sorry. Did I, did I, did I, I didn't realise. What, what do you say? Spicy. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise. Technically, right, I'm in I'm in Knockmore. So I'm in the parish of Knockmore. Okay. Um, I'm in, it's a school called Rehens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two, it'll be two-thirds Ballinac kids coming out. And one third, not more kids. It's a big school now. There's around 250, 260 kids in it. And uh, yeah, so so like if I, if I'm out down the country, I'd say where am I teaching? I'm saying in Balna, but around here, I'd all say, oh, yeah, I'm not more. kind of. So you just coached um, <laughs> yeah. you just coached the, uh, the Balna lads a little bit better than the, the not more lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Start the, yeah. What was it like with the kid? Did the was there any was there any crack in the school even during the when you came back from the final? Did they know or are they too young? No, you know, yeah, there was a bit, yeah, there was a bit, there was a bit when we bet not more. No, that was tricky. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I keep my head. Up. I don't go on about it to be honest with you, because like I'd have a lot of, we'll say, like I was teaching Stephen Sweeney's daughter last year. She doesn't mm. want to hear about Ballinat football, like you know, or like I don't roar and shout about it because like I'm aware of my audience. <laughs> yeah, I, I, a, I wouldn't roar and shout about it anyway. It's a nice break yeah. though. It's even like I'm sure you get consumed with the. When it goes in quarter final stage onwards, it takes over and you're nearly thinking about it all the time. Is it nice to be even around the kids? The kids is a distraction for a couple hours during the day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great leveler, isn't it? Like they don't yeah. care. Do you know what I mean? Brilliant. <laughs> like any ego you have is blown out of the water, you know. They don't even know what the yeah. word is. It's it it, it, it no. you know. Um have you sat down yourself and Niall for next year? What's the, the plan? Uh we're due to. Uh, we have to sit down with all the management team uh, Niall, myself, Paul Barrett uh, so I say the management team like the football side of the management team the management team is huge like. it is um, yeah. we have to we have to have an old chat um, I don't know what the crack is now yet um, yeah so Niall, Niall, myself, Paul Barrett and, and Fred have to have an old chimwag and see how it goes yeah yeah. Um, still time yet I suppose the lads will be chipping yeah, away yeah. in the meantime with this and see it's a lot of them senior clubs there's not much to do with them this time of year they're they're probably already used to it, or as I said yourself, the mindset is there at senior level to maintain that uh, certain level of strength and and conditioning. Yeah, the like you said, the a- a- appetite is always there. Like they were, I think they were on the Clive the S and C fella the week after, you know, just to keep the hand in. They're they're very mindful of doing the right thing. Like mm. you could go off down a rabbit hole doing the wrong thing and mess yourself up for two or three months to start of the season if you if you if you don't know what you're at. So you're as well to be advised on what you should be at and what you can be at. You know. Yeah. Some of them be way of doing too much, like do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, some of them mightn't be doing much nowadays, but uh, they'll, I'm sure they'll be back on it soon enough. Some of them, anyway. Yeah, there's a bit of celebrating yeah. to be done, I suppose, over the last couple of weeks when the car fin game was over. It was nice to let the hair down. You had the stag in between it too and stuff. So 
lot of a lot of stuff going on in Ballina the last couple of uh, last couple of months. Uh, but uh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aina, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, very insightful, um, really enjoyable. Now chatting to you about uh, Ballina, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you on the sideline somewhere around the county next year. Anyway. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. No problem. And, uh, congrats, congrats on the on the on the glorious. Oh, the nomination podcast. for the thing, yeah, the nomination. yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I must say that I might I might mention that actually. I didn't, I'll put a clip in at the beginning, but but uh, yeah, we were up in yeah, Dublin. Yeah. Uh, we didn't say much, but we were up in Dublin winning our awards. Now we didn't win now, but to be there like was mental. It was because we were sitting beside people that had producers and sounds yeah, editors and everything else, and they asked us how we do it. I was like, we do it on Zoom. We used to do it in the car on the phone, so like it's. <laughs> We shouldn't even be yeah. yeah, look at it. it's 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 going well. So yeah. Um happy days, happy yeah, days. Yeah, sound. So uh we'll chat you in so and uh, uh nice best, best of luck. Up oh, Mayo. Cheers, cheers. Take care, take care. Good luck, good luck, good luck.